What if healing cancer didn't have to be so overwhelming and confusing? What if you could access a higher level of consciousness to accelerate healing? And what if you had a clear roadmap to follow, a path to lead you out of the fear and uncertainty? Hi, I'm Dr. Katie Deming. As an oncologist who's cared for thousands of patients, let me guide you safely through the fog. My Six Pillars of Healing Cancer workshop series is now available, and it's not too late to join. Choose from a range of powerful workshops, each designed to support your healing journey, covering nutrition, emotional well-being, hydration, physical practices, the mind-body connection, and spirituality. Select only the workshops that align with you, or for a limited time, buy the entire bundle and enjoy significant savings. Don't miss this proven holistic roadmap to clarity and deep inner calm to support your healing process. Check the link in this episode's description to learn more and sign up today. Remember, you've got this. You're listening to the Born to Heal podcast with Dr. Katie Deming. On today's episode, we are talking about the physics of healing. And this is part one of a series that I am kicking off season two with. And my intention is to help you understand the science and specifically the physics behind the concepts that I've been teaching on this podcast. So we've been talking about things like belief and thoughts and self-love and all of those topics are backed with science. And what I want to do is I want to spend the first part of this second season really explaining the foundations of the science underlying all of the work that I teach here. So stay tuned. Welcome to season two of the Born to Heal podcast. This is Dr. Katie Deming, and I am so excited to get back on the horse and share more with you um, on the podcast. And this season, I'm kicking off with a series called The Physics of Healing. And today we're going to be doing part one, but really what I want to do here is I want to give you the foundation to understand what I've been teaching on this podcast and really why these concepts are so important in your healing. And Western medicine is really based on a concept that our body is a machine with parts that can be replaced or fixed. And all of our treatments are focused on fixing the parts, i.e. removing cancer or removing an organ that's not working or giving medicines to get rid of infection or something that's unwanted or treating symptoms. And this model of Western medicine is based in Newtonian physics, which Newtonian physics describes our universe as being made up of physical matter and that everything is solid matter, and that if you have enough data about the behavior of any object, including our bodies, that you could predict what will happen with any given scenario. But 
it turns out that actually predicting the outcome of an event and specifically with our body is not that simple. And maybe you've seen this. I certainly have seen this in my practice, but you can have two people who have the same diagnosis, the same prognosis, they receive the same treatments, and their outcomes are vastly different. I've seen this over and over again in my practice. And if we are thinking of the body like a machine and that outcomes are predictable based on the intervention, you would expect the outcomes to be the same, but they're not. So what is going on here? We've talked about the importance of your thoughts and beliefs about your illness on this podcast, but what I have not explained is the actual science behind this phenomenon. And so today I want to start a series where we're diving into how our model of medicine, particularly Western medicine, misses a foundational piece of science that explains how two people can do exactly the same thing and have very different outcomes. So I don't want you to worry. I promise to make this simple and easy to understand. So my job as a radiation oncologist is to explain how radiation physics works. So with my patients, I break down the way that radiation works into very easy to understand terms. And I think that's going to help me, or I know that's helping me to explain these concepts of quantum physics. So I just want you don't, please don't turn it off. Please stay with me. I promise it's going to be easy. And I also, you know, for me, physics came really hard. Um, When I was taking it in college, it was like the hardest class that I took. And I really was challenged by it, but I actually think the fact that I struggle with understanding physics or have makes it so that I can explain it in ways that other people can really understand. So um, I just want to make sure that you're not afraid and that you um, are going to understand these concepts. And I want my goal is to really make it simple. And again, we're going to keep these episodes short so that I'm going to give you concepts and then we're going to keep adding on to it. But basically, quantum physics is literally just the study of matter at the most fundamental level. So quantum simply means the smallest unit of energy or matter. And when we're talking about quantum physics, we're really talking about things at the subatomic level. So atoms are things like elements in the periodic table, like helium or oxygen or nitrogen or Helium. I think I said helium. But anyway, basically an atom is just an element in the periodic table. And then we have, we put atoms together to create molecules, right? So water is a molecule that is two hydrogen atoms and one oxygen atom, right? H2O. And so when we're talking about subatomic particles, we're just talking about the particles that are inside of an atom. And those particles are like electrons, protons, and neutrons, okay? And one thing that's important to note is that our atoms actually are mostly space. So if we took an atom 
it turns out that it's 99.9999% empty space, that the subatomic particles in an atom comprise a teeny, teeny 0.00001% of the space within the atom. And actually, if you took the all the humans on this planet and took all the matter, like the physical matter, and subtracted out the space, all of the humans would fit into the size of a sugar cube. So we are mostly space and very, very tiny amounts of matter. And so this can be kind of confusing because you're like, well, how can that be so? Because my body feels physical. The desk that I'm sitting at feels physical. The microphone that I'm recording on feels physical. But it turns out that the subatomic particles in an atom are actually like little vortices or tornadoes and are moving in these like really rapid um, vortices that actually create the illusion of space. And I think the best way to think about this is like a tornado. So a tornado, when it blows through a town, it's mostly air, right? There's very little um, matter in it, except probably the dirt that's pulled up into it and then any debris that gets picked up as it's going. But that tornado can do tremendous damage because it actually creates the illusion of matter as it moves through. And so on a subatomic level, our cells are the same way. Um, I, sorry, our atoms are the same way where we're having the little subatomic particles that are making up the atom are creating the illusion of space. And what's important about this is that because we're actually mostly space and you've got these little vortices of energy in the atoms, we are actually energy. So that's when you hear people say everything is energy, you're like, well, what does that really mean? And it means that everything really is energy, that we are not physical matter. We are vibrating energy at the subatomic level and that the vibration of the subatomic particles particles is what creates the density of a particular object. Um, and so different things have different densities based on the vibration and the frequency of these subatomic vortices. Okay. So this is a concept that I want you to understand that um, everything is energy and everything is vibrating. Okay. And the next thing that you need to understand about this is that we are also energy, like our bodies are energy and that our frequency and vibration is determined actually by our emotions. And so the frequency that we are vibrating at is dependent on the emotions that we are experiencing. And there is a scale, emotional frequency scale that was created by um, David Hawkins, who is a medical doctor, and it was published in a book called The Map of Consciousness Explained. And 
what you can see on this scale, if you look it up, and we'll link it in the show notes, is that there's this like a funnel, actually, it's a upside down um, cone. And at the top, it's very expanded. And then at the bottom, it comes to a point. And what you have is you have different emotions that have different frequencies that are listed alongside this funnel. And at the top, the most expanded emotions are, and the highest vibration emotions are things like peace, joy, love, acceptance. And at the opposite end of this scale, the most contracted portion is emotions like fear, grief, apathy, guilt, and shame. And so it turns out that the emotions that we are experiencing actually impact the frequency and vibration of our body. And this is some of why when I've explained on this podcast that someone can be thinking positive and not get the outcome that they want, it's because thinking positively is not enough. That actually you want to change your frequency and vibration. And really the frequency and vibration comes from the emotions that you are experiencing. And before you run off and and say, I'm never supposed to feel grief or fear, or guilt or shame, I can only feel, you know, peace and love. You actually are a emotional being. As humans, we are emotional beings. And so you are going to have contracted emotions. But what I want to stress here is that this is why I taught you how to process your emotions in episode two is because you have to let those emotions flow through you and release them so that you don't stay in these low vibration emotions. And so by processing your emotions, you're able to release and let them flow through you and then open yourself up to experiencing higher frequency emotions like love and joy. And this is another reason why practices like gratitude can really improve your outcomes. It's because it's putting you into an expanded frequency. But it's not just simply the act of writing down what you're gra- grateful for or just, you know, thinking about what you're grateful for. The important part of an exercise like gratitude is actually feeling the emotion of the love and thankfulness of what you have and what you're grateful for. And so the one thing that I want you guys to take away from, or the few things that I want you to take away from this episode is number one, everything is energy, including you, and that you are vibrating at a certain frequency and that the frequency that you're vibrating at is dependent on your emotions. Okay. And then Processing emotions is critical. And then choosing into love, joy, acceptance 
are ways for you to move up on that scale into more expanded um, frequencies. So I'm going to keep recording episodes to layer on top of this. But one thing that you could do for the next week before we have the next episode is start a gratitude practice and just write down three things every day that you are grateful for, whether it's about your body or whether it's about relationships in your life or your job, whatever it is, I want you to write those things down. And then I want you to really feel the gratitude and the love for those things in your life that are supporting you and abundant. And then next week, we'll layer on top more so that you can gain more understanding of the ways that you can use this science. Because my goal for you is not just to teach you the science so that you can, you know, explain it to someone else. I want you to understand that so you can use these principles and then it makes sense um, to you in a way that you can improve your health with the principles. So, so much love to you. I will see you on the next episode. All right. Take care. Hey, this is Dr. Katie Deming, and thank you for listening to the Born to Heal podcast. If you've gotten value from today's episode, I'd love for you to share it with your friends and loved ones. Help me create more impact around the world. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram or Facebook and visit katiedeming.com for more information on how to work with me.